The opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. As a boy growing up, I remember looking at our family Bible, and uh, perhaps uh, you've seen something like this, where in the front of the family Bible there were there were names, uh, a little genealogical record of grandparents and great grandparents and great great grandparents. Uh, people don't do a lot of that now. Uh, maybe they do more of it. It's gone to another level with the technology we have and the access to information. Uh, so many uh, genealogical studies and. You can research your family tree and your heritage and all of that. Uh, it's interesting, really, to look at. And you see some of that in Scripture. We've come to a passage like that today in Genesis chapter number 11. It's a family tree. It starts in verse 10. These are the generations of Shem. Now, you remember we had in Genesis 10 the, the beginnings of all the nations in Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But why the emphasis here on Shem? These are the generations of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and begat Arphaxad two years after the flood. So we're going all the way back uh, to two years off of the ark. And uh, a baby's born. And then you have all the begats, all of the descendants. And here's why Shem's line is emphasized. Because this is not just another family. Uh, listen to uh, verse number 25. And Nahor, one of his descendants, lived after he begat Terah. 119 years and begat sons and daughters. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran begat Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in the land of Nativity and Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took them wives. Uh, the name of Abraham's or Abram's wife was Sarai. And the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. Sound familiar? And so uh, through Shem's line, we have these descendants that are now famous and very familiar to us, Abram and Sarah, who will become Abraham and Sarah. This is not just another family. Uh, it's true. People live, they marry, they have children. They die, their children have children. It goes on and on and on. Uh, that's true in every family. But occasionally, there's a family that stands out. And, and why do they stand out? Not because they did something great. Tell me what Abram did for a living. Uh, tell me uh, what Terah did for uh, a living and how much money he had and all of that. No, no. The, the great thing about a family, the great thing about any life, is not what they do, but what God does with them. God gets all the glory because it's all the grace of God. And when you come to this family, these descendants from Shem's line, the family of Abram, it's not just another family. In fact, uh, we we're coming shortly to conclude our study in these opening 11 chapters in this book of beginnings, but skip down to chapter 12 for just a moment because uh, I'll remind you chapter and verse divisions are not inspired. They're helpful. Glad we have them or we'd all still be looking for Genesis chapter 11, verse 10. Uh, so they're a great aid in study that come about in the last few hundred years. But uh, sometimes you have to read through the divisions to get the full story. 
Genesis 12 begins this way. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, do you know what makes this family special? What makes this family not just another family? It is because this is the family that was sovereignly chosen by God, providentially favored by the Lord to be the family through whom God would make his chosen nation the people of Israel. Genesis 12 is is the beginning of God's dealings with Abram and the beginnings, uh, the, the seed of God's dealing with a family, a nation uh, that he's going to bless, not just through the entire Old Testament, but I would argue all the way to the end of the world. God is not finished with Israel. It's why we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's why we pray that our own nation stays peaceable to Jerusalem because this was a family, a nation chosen by God that God would bring great blessing into this world through. Of course, the, the Messiah would come uh, through this line. And so, so many blessings here. This is not just another family. But let's make an application. That's the interpretation. Let's make an application to our lives, to our families. There's lots of families, and most of them live and work and have children and grandchildren and die and move on, and they buy land and leave land to their kids and on and on and on. It goes from generation to generation. Is that all we're going to have? We're just going to live and die? We're just going to try to make enough money to pay our bills and leave something in the bank account, something in, in the will and the inheritance for the children? Is that it? We're just going to be names in a family Bible somewhere or uh, a blip on the, the radar of a family tree? No, that's not what God wants. God doesn't want you just to live and die. God doesn't want your family just to be another family. Now, you're not going to be Abram and we're not Israel, but what can we learn? What can we apply here? Well, here's a family, first of all, that heard God. They listened to God. In fact, if you back up to the closing two verses of chapter 11, it says, And Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law his son Abram's wife. And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. And they came into Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Uh, it, it would appear that this is Terah's doing, but it's not. Because when you come to chapter 12, it was the Lord that told Abram, time to leave Ur of the Chaldees, time to get out. He wasn't just listening to his earthly father. He was listening to the heavenly father. I wonder, do, do you listen to God? Are you wide open to God's word? Are you receiving what God's trying to say to you? Are you following divine direction? Uh, be a family that hears God. Every family doesn't do that. And then, this is a family not only that hears God, it's a family that believes God. It's a family of faith. Abram and Sarai, they believe the Lord. And they're going to learn to believe Him much more. Faith is, is not a destination, it's a journey. It's not an event, it's a way of life. It's step by step following the Lord in faith. By faith, Abram and Sarah, Hebrews 11 tells us. And so here's a family that heard God and they believed God. And by the way, those two things are connected. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You feed your faith as you feed your heart on the word. So get in the word, let the word get into you, faith will grow. They heard God, they believed God, and then this is very important, they obeyed God. Now let's say you believe. Now, Satan believes and trembles, the New Testament tells us, but he doesn't obey God, he's a rebel. So you can believe all the right things about God and not really obey God and know God, no obedience. This is where we move from being hearers to being doers. 
This is where belief affects behavior. I wonder, has that happened in your life? It's not true in every family. Every family doesn't hear God. Every family doesn't believe God. Every family doesn't obey God. But we must. And I want to challenge you not just to be another family, not just to live like natural men do and live and work and have kids and die. Don't let that be your story. Don't let that be your family legacy. Begin right where you are. If you already have a family of faith, you've been given a heritage of those that fear the Lord, praise God for it. Determine you're going to continue it. And if you don't have that, some of you say, well, I don't have that. I would remind you that Abram had come from a pagan place and an idolatrous people, but somebody's got to start the godly line. So you determine to begin it. Draw a line in the sand right now, right where you are, and say, we're going to listen to God, we're going to believe God, and we're going to obey God. We're not going to live and die just like another family. We want to be the family that God can bless. And not only can God bless, but God can make a blessing to so many others. Don't be natural. Let the Lord do his supernatural work in your life. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey. Thank you.